Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Tuesday, November 29th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, much of Mississippi is under a severe weather threat. We talk to the National Weather Service about what to expect. Then the Mississippi State Board of Education taps its new superintendent. Plus, making informed charitable donations during this season of giving. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Strong thunderstorms, damaging winds, tennis ball-sized hail. These are some of the severe weather threats expected as a system moves into the area today. We're joined by lead meteorologist David Cox with the National Weather Service in Jackson. He's going to tell us what we can expect. Good morning, David. Good morning. Can you give us an update on how things are looking weather-wise? Uh, well, this morning uh, we do have some uh, showers and storms uh, developing into northwestern Mississippi. Uh, we are anticipating uh, storm development to uh, increase uh, throughout the afternoon and through the overnight hours. Uh, right now, uh, as mentioned, uh, this storm showers and storms will slowly develop uh, throughout the day, uh, with some potential become more vigorous into the early afternoon and uh, really into the mid-afternoon. Um, continuing into uh, the overnight hours, uh, some of these storms uh, definitely could be uh, severe and have potential for all modes of severe weather, including uh, tornadoes. Um, some could be significant and long track, uh, damaging winds up to 80 miles per hour, and uh, a large hail also up to uh, tennis ball size. Most of that uh, threat is situated over a large portion of central uh, to uh, northern Mississippi, and there, there will be that. Uh, the, the threat will continue uh, into the overnight hours. Confidence is higher in terms of the end time of, of the storms versus the uh, beginning time uh, that the, there will be a long duration potential uh, through the afternoon overnight. Uh, but in northwestern Mississippi, we anticipate that potential to start to decrease um, late into the evening and closer to midnight. Um, the I-55 corridor uh, after midnight and closer to daybreak into eastern uh, Mississippi. You talk about um, the possibility of tornadoes, or that's what we've been 
hearing there might be some isolated tornadoes. What are long-tracked tornadoes? Uh, long-tracked tornadoes are, uh, most majority of the time, those are ones that are uh, more significant, uh, stronger tornadoes, uh, which we are anticipating possible, and ones that are on the ground for a longer period of time. Um, a lot of times, especially with uh, this situation, is more isolated uh, storms, um, they're more, more scattered around the area versus a, a line of storms where most of those will last a very brief period of time, uh, may not attract uh, many miles on the ground. The, uh, the potential today is for storms that could any that uh, could develop and harness the uh, available potential there could be on the ground for a while. So which, we're supposed to have gusty winds. Would that make it more intense? The uh, gusty winds uh, w- could potentially be with any uh, severe storm, so there could be higher end. Uh, but the the actual uh, winds that are driving uh, these storms are bringing that potential for the more uh, significant and long track ones. And I w- just wanted to mention that because they're a longer track, that does bring potential for more potential impact to areas, um, yeah, you know, lo- local uh, communities and, and so. When you talk about impact, what about rainfall? Are we going to see uh, flash floods? Can you give us some idea of what we can expect in that realm? Yes, sir. Uh, most of the uh, area will have potential for localized one to three inches, uh, but in more into southeastern Mississippi, uh, there is potential for uh, two to three inches with locally higher amounts. Uh, and in that area, there is also a uh, flash flood watch as well. So we could see some localized amounts. Uh, areas into southeastern Mississippi will likely be, not to rule out that there could be some earlier afternoon storms, but into the overnight hours uh, as that front um, slowly moves in and uh, takes a little while to move out. That's where uh, longer duration uh, rainfall could occur. You said that these storms are coming in the afternoon. It's hard to predict. But can you give us an idea? Is it like between 3 and 5, 3 and 6, 2 and 4? Our our primary time uh, that we have uh, seen has been um, around the uh, 4 to 6 p.m. time frame uh, development uh, for the more vigorous uh, storms. But we are already seeing some activity develop even this morning into northwestern Mississippi. So you definitely couldn't rule out some of that severe thunderstorm potential even earlier, uh, closer to uh, noon hour. Um, But at the same time, the more vigorous storms look to be 4 p.m., definitely uh, 4 p.m. onward. Um, But couldn't rule out something uh, even prior to that. Onward into tomorrow morning? Yes. Uh, as the front moves in, uh, that will help decrease some of the potential, um, at least through 3 to 4 a.m. Uh, there will still be tornado potential gradually shifting to the east as that front gets closer. That's the dangerous um, time at night when the yes. severe storms happen and people are asleep. Your recommendations, what people can do, how should we handle that? Are there any precautions we can take? Yes, just make sure to have your um, precautions in place. Um, make sure to keep your alerts on on, on your uh, phone. Um, have access to weather radio. Um, keep up with local um, local media. And now, if you go to and, sleep, you're not going to hear local media. 
Yes, and definitely keep those alerts on on your phone. Uh, those wireless emergency alerts uh, need to remain on. Um, okay, now will, those uh, I, I do recall hearing when yes, your phone that, yeah goes off. Yes, that that and your uh, weather radio those will alert you, uh, if, especially in the to the overnight hours. And uh, a lot of the um, more uh, significant impacts uh, with these storms um, can't ha- happening overnight definitely makes those more dangerous. So we highly recommend to have have whatever means possible that you'll uh, you will be alerted um, of that weather as it comes in and probably my last question you said that this is going to get heavy between maybe 4 p.m and 6 p.m that's when people are heading home a lot of folks are on the road do you anticipate um a, a, a real a push at that time that people maybe need to leave work a little early. Just yes, just just have uh, plans, um, uh, plans of what you would need to do in case uh, severe weather moves in around that time of um, you know uh, the storms moving in uh, around the end time of your uh, commute. So. It's not to say that storms couldn't come in earlier and and develop, uh, but there are indications around that uh, 4 p.m. time frame. Things will really start to uh, ramp up in activity. But with with some of these activity going on right now, um, there's definitely potential even uh, prior to that uh, up to uh, around the noon hour. So we just have to be weather aware and keep track of what's going on. All right. Well, thank you so much, lead meteorologist David Cox with the National Weather Service in Jackson. We appreciate your time in helping us get prepared for this severe weather event. Yes, you're very welcome. Stay safe. You as well. Coming up, the Mississippi State Board of Education taps its new superintendent. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. When you look at your vehicle, think of MPB. Need to get rid of your ride? Donate it by calling 877-MPB-4-CAR. Need to have some work done on your truck? Listen to AutoCorrect Thursdays at 10, Saturdays at 11. An MPB license plate reminds you that MPB is with you wherever you go. Go to your county office and ask for an MPB car tag. MPB and cars, better together. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. The Mississippi State Board of Education has identified its newest superintendent. Robert Taylor will take over the Department of Ed. This comes after longtime superintendent Carrie Wright retired over the summer. Taylor has worked in North Carolina but has roots in Mississippi. He says accepting the role is a homecoming for him and his family, and he's looking forward to building upon the work being done in the state. Certainly, uh, I'm glad to be coming home. Uh, I can tell people that while I've been in North Carolina the past 30 years, uh, I make visits to home all the time. Family is still there. My wife is from Mississippi, so we do have a vested interest in the state. Um, um, I think the challenges that Mississippi has are the same challenges uh, that districts across the nation have, uh, dealing with funding, uh, dealing with teacher shortages, dealing with uh, teacher ed programs. How do we make sure students are properly prepared to go out into the workforce? Uh, And so that is the challenge that we have. Um, uh, My goal is to certainly get in and 
and examine those things that have been working well for the state and then determine how we build upon that. Uh, we certainly want every community, everybody in this state to invest in public education. Uh, I think we all know that at some point we were impacted by a teacher. Uh, and so we want it to be something that is productive uh, for the state of Mississippi, whether a kid is college or career ready. Uh, it is our absolute duty to make sure that when they walk across that stage, uh, after having attended our public schools, that uh, they're going to be viable candidates. I know that uh, when we make this kind of consorted effort as a state, uh, that is what attracts businesses to your state. So we want people to understand that if you come to Mississippi, we've made the investment in education uh, and you won't be sorry for coming here. Taylor acknowledges there are a number of challenges to be met as he enters the role, but he has keyed in on one particular hurdle as a top priority. Well, I think the biggest challenge is what uh, all districts face, and that's uh, quality teachers or teacher shortages. Uh, This was certainly one of the questions that I was asked about and how we plan to handle that. Uh, And so there are a number of ways I think we can do this work, certainly Uh, having relationships with universities and understanding how we could make their teacher education programs better. Uh, Certainly looking at uh, uh, alternate licensing uh, approaches for teachers so we can get more teachers uh, in the field. I certainly want to see us do more work with uh, administration and how they supervise the actual work that takes place. Uh, I, I can tell you that everybody is Uh, is head over heels about the literacy work that Mississippi is doing. And we know that uh, that has done a tremendous amount to help us move the mark in terms of reading in Mississippi. So these continue to be the big challenges, and and we want to continue to work moving the state forward in that area. Taylor is expected to officially begin in late January and will need to be approved by the state Senate. The upcoming session will be the last one of the four-year term for lawmakers. Taylor recognizes the importance of working with legislators on education policy. I think our responsibility at the MD is to talk with the legislature about uh, what we know is going to move the mark in Mississippi and the type of legislation that's needed to support that. Uh, they will certainly have their ideas about uh, what they want to do as a, as a legislature. Uh, we want to be a part of that conversation to help guide what it is Uh, that they develop from a legislative perspective. Uh, So we can't do this work without them. We want to be partners with them. We want to uh, uh, continue to have those kinds of conversations to say, this is what our data shows us. This is what we know is successful. uh, And this is what we know uh, can move students in the state forward. So it's about having uh, that conversation, having that working relationship with the leadership in the legislature. Lawmakers passed a major teacher pay raise last year, and there are continued efforts to pass more reform. That includes a policy priority of Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman, which is creating incentives for a modified school calendar. Taylor says he's seen the impact an extended school year can bring to students and teachers. Yeah, I think that's absolutely beneficial. Uh, we know that uh, when districts go to a year-round calendar, it, it reduces the amount of time between uh, sessions. Uh, we know that has a large amount to do with the learning loss. Uh, I think we learned so much about that during the COVID crisis that when kids are out of school, uh, there's a tremendous amount of loss that they have. We've known for years uh, that there's a summer learning loss that we have to make up for when kids come back to school. And so by going to a year-round calendar, I think every 
uh, district or school that participates in that will see a benefit. Um, so anything that we can do to shorten the amount of time that um, the students are out, I think that's great. Uh, if the Lieutenant Governor believes this is a program that we can do to incentivize this, incentivize, incentivize districts to participate, I think that's absolutely wonderful. And so the results, um, when you look at the research, it will show that it is positive. Uh, and so I certainly like that idea of, of uh, giving kids more consistent access to education. Interim Superintendent Kim Benton will continue in her role until Robert Taylor is officially in the position in January. Coming up, making informed charitable donations during this season of giving. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Hello, I'm Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, a fee-only financial advising firm and co-host of Money Talks. For over 10 years, Money Talks has been answering your personal financial questions and sharing knowledge about money management. Money Talks can be heard Tuesdays at 9 a.m. on MPB Think Radio. Podcasts can be found on our website, money.mpbonline.org, or on your smart device's podcasting platform. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Today is Giving Tuesday, a day to kickstart the season of charitable donations. Secretary of State Michael Watson says per capita, Mississippi is one of the most charitable states in the country. His records indicate over $1.5 billion were donated by Mississippians last year. In an effort to inform and protect residents, Watson's office has released this year's report on charitable organizations. The annual guide includes the total revenue of organizations, fundraising expenses, and how much they spent on charitable work. Secretary Watson shares more on helping us make informed charitable contributions with our Rhonda Dunaway. Mississippians work hard for their money. And so as we come down to the holiday season, we see a spike in giving typically around this time. So we want to make sure that Mississippians are prepared uh, to give and and give wisely. Uh, So as we give our charity report here at the end of the year, we hope the Mississippians will take the time to review the charities that they typically give to. Uh, They can look at our reports there and see what does the charity do with the money? What is the percentage that goes to administration as opposed to the purpose for which the charity is organized? Are they doing what they say they are doing? And it's very important for Mississippians, again, to do that research. Uh, as, as we see many times, you see these pressure tactics come in from charities. Sometimes they will use a name that's similar to another charity's name. Sometimes they'll give you a pressure push on the telephone. Uh, sometimes they'll send a little trinket by mail. Uh, there are different things that they try to do to encourage folks to give. And we just want to make sure that, again, Mississippians are prepared and aware of the scams that may be out there. So by getting this report, they can go in again and do the research to make sure that they know they're giving to a charity that's doing exactly what that charity is supposed to be doing, and that's helping others around our state. Right. And if they're not registered on that, that there's something um, they really need to heavily research. it. So the ones that are on your website, are they've been vetted for being a uh, bona fide charity? Right. So we, we go through basically a process in our office where we'll look at each charity on a rotating basis uh, to make sure that they're doing the, the exact things that they're supposed to be doing again. Uh, so they send us the updated information, and that's where you see these reports come out. 
uh, we'll see that, again, like I mentioned before, the percentage that goes to administration as opposed to the percentage that goes to the charitable purpose. Uh, things like that, making sure that, you, as you mentioned, they are properly registered in Mississippi, uh, that they're doing what they said they are doing. So just making sure Mississippians have that information in front of them as they prepare to give, uh, again, and, and support Mississippi causes around our state uh, that, are, that are good causes. Uh, we want to make sure that these charities that are trying to act like other charities are, are you know, are what they are, uh, make sure the Mississippians have the information to do their research to vet these charities to properly spend their hard-earned dollars. I wanted to talk about the, uh, very quickly talk about what types of scams and get a little more specific. What are, is there any tips for knowing that you've got a scammer on the phone? Uh, sometimes they'll say uh, they're, they're similar to another charity, just a, a letter off or a, a word off. Uh, just to try to get you to think, hey, this is the charity that I want to give to, but it's actually somebody else trying to scam your dollars. Uh, sometimes on the telephone call, you'll get those pressure tactics. Hey, we have to have your money by 5 o'clock today. Uh, no reputable charity is going to give you that pressure sell. Uh, if they do, uh, you know they're, they're doing it wrong. So make sure that you take your time. Don't give in a rush. Uh, I encourage folks to make sure that they, as opposed to cash, you know, make sure that you get a receipt uh, using maybe your credit card. So uh, we know a lot of times now that credit cards will help you fight um, you know, fraudulent giving. So I encourage folks to have that paper trail. Uh, again, make sure you do your research. Do not get in a hurry. Reputable charities will, will give you an explanation exactly what they're doing. They will give you answers in writing. Uh, they want to make sure that you trust that you're giving to the charity that you think you're giving to. So anytime you see some kind of pressure tactic on the phone or some kind of uh, email scam, I just encourage folks before they give, before they click on that link, do your homework, do your research, make sure that you know that you're giving to who you think you're giving to. Especially when dealing with phone uh, tactics, uh, those pressure tactics, if somebody's giving them pressure, isn't it okay just to hang up? It is, and uh, if you but sometimes Mississippians we just we don't want to hang up on somebody. We want to finish the conversation before we hang up. If you do that, get a name and a number, and make sure you're taking those good notes. Uh, once you say, "Look, let me call you back after I do my research," if if they give you a fit for doing so, that's probably a good red flag not to give to that charity. If they say, "That's fine," here's our information. Do your research again. Those are the folks that you typically want to deal with. A good charity is not going to give you that pressure sell to try to get you to give uh, when you're just not ready to give. Uh, they're going to give you the opportunity to do that research because these charities stand behind the purpose that they have. Uh, they want to make sure that they're reputable. So giving you time to do your research, make sure that you're giving, that's typically going to give a good impression of them. And you'll probably spread the word, hey, look, they took the time to answer my questions. They're doing exactly what I thought they were doing. This is a great organization to give to. So uh, their name matters. They know that, and they, they don't want you to you know, feel that pressure. They want you to give when you're ready to give. So what do citizens need to do when they have gotten scammed? So great question. Uh, number one, I would, I would encourage you to reach out to our office to make sure that we're aware so we can get the word out. Uh, number two, the Consumer Perfect Protection Division at the Attorney General's office, uh, we need to give uh, them the information as well, give them a phone call, make them aware. We can do that for people. So uh, if they want to just call us and have that one-stop shop, that's fine. We'll, we'll give their information over to the Attorney General's office. Uh, but I just encourage folks to, to be aware. Again, a lot of folks are asking for money during this time at the end of the year. So just be aware. Uh, take your time, do your research, and be prepared when you give.
Well, are there any particular platforms um, such as, say, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or any of that that um, has anything in particular that people should look out for? In that I'm aware, a lot of these uh, platforms are, are doing a lot of um, you know, homework and research themselves, uh, trying to catch these scams. But again, uh, criminals are criminals, and they're going to find a way to get around the law, find a way to get around these protective measures. Uh, so there are always going to be folks out there that are trying to take advantage of the situation. So no matter the platform, no matter the time, again, take your time. Do your research. Make sure that you know you're giving to whom you think you're giving uh, and that they're doing the things that they say they're doing. Uh, so it's important to, to refer back to our charities report, and refer, it's important to refer back to our Check Your Charities initiative. Uh, do your homework, do your research, and just be prepared again. So is there anything else you want to say uh, to listeners before I let you go? No, I would just encourage Mississippians, hey, we're here to help. Uh, if you can't find something on our website or if, if you're just you know not sure about something, Give us a call. We're happy to help you. Make sure that you're giving to the right charities uh, that you intend to give to. We're not going to, uh, you know, say, hey, give to this charity or that charity, but we'll help you find the information that you need uh, to make sure that you know exactly who you're giving to and what the money is going for. Uh, so I just encourage Mississippians to reach out if they have any questions. But, again, uh, thank them for their generosity. Thank them for helping fellow Mississippians. Uh, just be aware that there are scams out there. and Make sure you take your time and be prepared before you do give. Michael Watson, Secretary of State uh, for Mississippi. I appreciate you taking the time out to talk to us. Thank you very much. This has been Mississippi Edition.